Today's daf is daf Ayn Beis. We are beginning four lines down on Ayn Beis Amud Aleph. So we had in the Mishnah that if somebody shechted chulin ba'azara, shechted an animal that he had stolen, and it was then brought into the azara and slaughtered, that he would still be chay of dalad vehei. The point of the Mishnah seemed to be that even though he would not be fit for con- uh, consumption, having violated the prohibition of chulin ba'azara, which does not permit benefit from the animal anymore, nevertheless, because the mechanics of shechita were in place, and the author of the Mishnah disagrees with the opinion of Rab Shimon, and holds that a shechita is not solely defined by the capacity to consume the animal afterwards, but as long as you have the mechanics of the shechita in place, that could still be considered a valid shechita. And if it's considered a valid shechita, then the thief which stolen the animal and subsequently shechted in the Azara will be chayev dalid vehei. That was the ruling of the Mishnah. Now, the Gemara touches on a machlokus, it actually gets into the machlokus that we touched upon yesterday. Yesterday we discussed that there are two ways of halachically defining the shechita. One way was, is that from the initial incision, all the way through cutting through the majority of the organs, the trachea and the esophagus, it's considered one protracted shechita. Each step of the way is defined as a shechita, culminating through going through the rove or the, major, the majority of the trachea and the esophagus. That is all defined as a shechita. That was one way of defining shechita. The other way of defining shechita, which we're going to see today is a machlokas actually, but that the other way of defining shechita is that the initial incision and all of the subsequent uh, continuation of the motion of cutting is just that, it's cutting. What defines it as a shechita is that last cut that defines this as a kosher shechita. means besof, when you've gone through that majority of the kana and the veshe, the trach and the esophagus, that last moment that's what is halachically, that's what defines it as a shechita. So it's, that is the, 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 uh, that is what the, the definition of shechita is. Until then, you're just cutting. Rashi gives us a, 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 a nafkamina. What's going to be the difference whether you hold yeshna shechita mitchilabat sof or yeshna shechita elabasof? Rashi says that there is one of these qualifications is the kohen, and during the time of shechita, he's not allowed to have a machshava of that the animal should be eaten chutzlismano, chutzlim como. There are certain disqualifications, but machshava, pigul, that if he has a machshava, disqualification machshava, at the time of the shechita, that will disqualify this animal. So Raji says, when that machshava is necessary to disqualify the animal, it's going to be a difference. Because if you hold that, at the, that the shechita starts from the first incision, then anywhere along the way, that machshava will be a disqualifying machshava, because it's a machshava at the time of shechita. But if you hold that the, that, that the shechita is only considered a shechita at the end, even if when you start 
cut, cutting, you had a bad machshava, it doesn't disqualify it because it's not deemed at the time of the shechita. It's only considered to be a machshava that disqualifies the time of the shechita if it happened at the end. Okay, this is wonderful. What does that have to do with us? So the Gemara is going to ask the following question. We, this is the way Rashi learned the sugya a little bit yesterday. He told you disagreed, but this is the Gemara clearly is asking here today. Gemara wants to know as follows. The Gemara is making the following assumption. Why the Gemara makes this assumption, we'll see very soon. But the Gemara is saying is that the Chi of Dalit Vehei only kicks in. E- whether you hold it's considered a shechita from the beginning to the end, or whether it's considered to be an act of shechita, the first nick, or, or at the end, or, or the first nick in the beginning, the dalit vehei chiyuv, that's only at the end. Only when you've completed a successful shechita, then it's considered to be a chiyuv dalit vehei. Now, how you define successful? Is it roi lachila? Not roi lachila, that's a different story. But in terms of defining what's the moment that I'm chayav dalit vehei, it has to be a successful shechita, which means that it's considered to be a chiyuv. Means if you started shechting and stopped, you're not chayav dalit vehei. You are chayav dalit vehei only when you finish the shechita. Fine. The Gemara assumes right now the disqualification of shechita of shechita as chulin ba'azara, that prohibition which immediately disqualifies the animal from any benefit is kicks in as soon as we define what you're doing as a shechita. As soon as what we define what you're doing as a shechita, you're already in violation and the animal becomes prohibited. So what? So when it's like this, I'll tell you what. If you hold that the shechita is only defined at the last moment I understand our Mishnah well. You're high of Dalit Vehei because you stole someone's animal, you shechted his animal, and <coughs> when did you, you, you when did you create the prohibition on the animal? Create the prohibition of the animal right at the end. But at that point in time, you're already high of Dalit Vehei. I understand why you're high of Dalit Vehei. If the Shechit is defined right at the end. But if you're telling me that Shechit is already defined from the beginning, that means as soon as I made my first nick, I already was over the prohibition of Chulin Ba'azora. What is the result of that? Result of that, this animal becomes worthless. No one has any more equity in it. Well, if no one has any more equity in it, then it becomes ownerless. If no, it becomes ownerless, how can I be chayiv dalad vehei on this animal? Because in order for me to chayiv dalad vehei, when does that kick in? At the end. At the end, when I'm, it's no longer the person's animal. I, most I can be chayiv is kefal. I cannot be chayiv dalad vehei because I did not shecht his animal. We might not shecht his animal. We did shecht his animal. No. Because the time when you want to be chayiv dalad vehei at the end, it already was no longer his, his animal because right at the beginning I already was over the, the din of shechutas chulin ba'azora. That's the Gemara's question. Now, Lechora, what needs to be clarified, which I'm sure is going through everybody's mind, why would it be for dalad vehei purposes you're defining it at the end, but for Chulin Ba'azara purposes, you're defining it at the beginning. That's what's creating the problem here. That we'll see. So says the Gemara like this. So, Amalei Rav Chavivi Mechuzno. So, Rav Chavivi Mechuzno said to Rav Ashi, Shmami no, from the reading, the simple reading of our Mishnah, it must be that the way we define Shechita is Enshla Shechita El Besov. That Shechita, the halacha of Shechita is defined that last cut 
that last cut which validates this as a kosher shechita, that's when it's called shechita. Anything that transpires before that, from the first nick and on, is not considered to be a shechita. Because if you took the position that there is shechita from the beginning till the end, Kevin the Shachet Porta, as soon as you made the first nick, Asra, you've already violated the prohibition of Chulin Bazara. You've now deemed this animal Asr Bahana, which ostensibly means it's ownerless. Therefore, Idach, the remaining uh, incision that you are making when you're cutting in the animal, Lo you're not shechting an owner's animal. Why is it not shechting an owner's animal? Because it already became ownerless from the first nick. So the Chayra must be from our Mishnah that the position of that Ein L'Shechita Ela B'Sof is the valid Shechita position. Because if you hold Mitchilavat Sof then you wouldn't be able to explain why the Tana holds that your Chayv Dalad Vehei. Amalei Ravuna Berei the Rava. So Ravuna the son of Rava said to uh, I guess to Rav Chavivi he says no not a, it's not a Raya because I'll tell you Kikam Mechayev Ahu Purta is that the same way as you're telling me that you're, that you're, if you hold that Yeshlam is Shechita mitchilavat sov, and it's really called Shechita for the prohibition of Chulim Bazara at the first nick, that's also when you're going to be Chai for Dalit Vehei. I mean, why are you making any distinction? Don't say Dalit is only at the end and, and, and the Isser starts the beginning. Because then you have your Kasha. It must be that Dalit Vehei also is right away when you start. When you're calling it a Shechita, that's when you're over Dalit Vehei. Either or. Either or. So Amale, Amale Rav Ashi, so Rav Ashi said to, uh, to Rav Huna, Rav Reidu Rava, Lo Titche, don't push him off. I mean, not, the question is still a valid question. Because the, the fundamental understanding upon which the question, the premise of the question is based is the following. That the Torah says, it doesn't say V'tavach Umachar, it says Utavachoi. What does Tavachoi mean? It. It in its entirety. When it comes to defining the shechita by Dalad Vehei, there's a special din. Not just when we start calling it shechita. By Dalad Vehei, in order to be chayv Dalad Vehei, what has to happen? Utvachot, you have to shecht it completely. That's what the premise of the question is based on. For Dalad Vehei purposes, you're only chayv when it's tvachot, means you have to do a complete shechita. For the iser of something that you're doing a shechita chulam ba'azara, that starts in as soon as you call it shechita. But that's why you have this disparity. That's why you have this disconnect. That for chulam ba'azara taka you're chayav right away and you make the first nick. But dalve you only chayav at the end, and that's the question. How could you be chayav dalve at the end if you already made it aser bahanoa in the beginning? So the question is still a valid question. So he says, don't push him, push him the question. Utvachai, the positive utvachai means kula ba'inan. You have to have the complete shechita. And that doesn't happen until the end. and you don't have it. El akasha. So we're still stuck with our kasha. If you hold. Means if you hold, like the opinion that says, you have no problem over here. But if you hold, it's called shechita from the beginning. And the prohibition of chulam starts at the beginning. So lechaira, how can you be chayav dalad vehe at the end? That's the most question. So Amar Lay, so the Gemara says, Hachi Amar Rav Gamda Mishmeida Rava. Rav Gamda said in the name of Rava, you have to learn Shat. According to the opinions that say, Yeshna Mishchita Mitchilavat So, why am I Chayv on the Dalad Vehei if I already was in violation of Chulin Bazara from the beginning? No. 
Kegoyin Shashachat Miktas Simanim Bechut Begamram Bifnim That you have to create a situation that the animal, you started shechting it when its head was outside of the Azorah. So as soon as you started shechting, it's called Shechita, but you weren't in violation. It's only the last nick that made it a kosher shechita, that's when the animal's head went into the azara. So it comes out at that time, that's when you're over the isra of chulun ba'azara, but that's also the time when you're chayev in the dalvahe. And this way you've avoided the problem, because it wasn't asr bahano when you started shechting. Why not? Because it was outside. So therefore, that's what you have to say. It's a big doichik, but you have to say basically like this. So if you hold yesh ena mitchila ena shchita elabas soif, the Mishnah reads fine. If you learn that yesh ena shchita mitchila vad soif, then you have to learn the akimta of the Mishnah is that you start shechting outside and you finished inside. That's what you have to say. Ikademasli lo aha. There are some that learn that the shakla vitaria and the way we came out in conclusion that you have to learn the Mishnah. Is, wasn't based on the discussion, did not have that discussion the way the Masora we had it right now. Rab Chaviv asked the Shai, etc., etc. But it was, it, uh, it was based on the following set of Amoroyim. Amorab Shimon ben Lokish, I think some have the Girsa of Erish Lokish. Amorish Lokish, Mishum the Rabbi Levi, in the name of Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Savar, Rabbi Levi the Elder. He took the position, what did Rish Lokish say, in the name of Rabbi Levi? Eina Lashkita Ela Besoyth. He says the position he, t- he takes is that that the defining moment of halachically what's called a shechita is that last nick that makes it into a kosher shechita. That was his position. Rabbi Yechonon Amar, Rabbi Yechonon disagreed with Rish Lakish, his brother-in-law. And he says, No, that shechita is considered to be a valid shechita. I mean, what's defined halachically as a shechita is from the beginning till the end. It's all called a shechita. Now we have this machlokas Amoroyim Rishlokish in the name of Rablavi on one hand that says Einel Abbasayf and Rab Yochanan who says Mitchil of comes along Amalei Rav Chavivi Mechoznoi this is the, the, the dialogue means we had an earlier different dialogue Rav Chavivi was asking Rav Ashi uh, wanted to point out Rashi now according to the way we bring in the Machlokas now what Rabbi Mechaznoi was pointing out the following there happens to be a Machlokas in Meseches Chulin whether the prohibition of Chulin Ba'azorah is a Doiraisa or whether Chulin Ba'azorah is only an Isidurabonon the Rabbi Mechaznoi's Machlokas now <coughs> obviously one of the byproducts of it is going to be is that if you hold it's Deiraisa, then you can say that it's Aser Bahana and it's only because you, that, that could be, because that's Minatora, you've done something completely that's Aser Minatora, and you can say it's Aser Bahana and therefore it's ownerless. But if it's only Isser Midrabanan, it comes out Minatora, then really there's nothing, you really haven't done anything wrong. It's only like it's a Drabanan, but it's not a Deiraisa. So what Rabbi Chavivi Mechoznoi wanted to say, Rav Ashi, that it must be that Rabbi Yochanan, who learns that it's considered to be a shechita, mitchila va'at sof, has to be taking the position that chulin ba'azorah is only derabonon. Why must he be taking the position only derabonon? Because if he held it was deraisa, he'd be stuck with the Mishnah in Babakama. The Mishnah in Babakama says that if a ganav shechted the animal in the azorah, he's going to be chay of dalit vehei. Rabbi Yochanan says that it's considered to be shechita mitchil about so. The chorah, if midei raisa, you're over the iser, then it became ownerless at the beginning. How could you be chay of dalit vehei? Must be 
that what's Rabbi Yochanan's position on Chulin Ba'azara? It must be, it's only the Rabbonon. Only the Rabbonon. It means Bitchila Hatsov is Shita, but it's only an Isra the Rabbonon. They would never become Osir Bahanor. Therefore, there's no problem, even though the Dal of the is only kicking at the end. It never really became uh, ownerless. That must be the point. So he says like this. Lema, we, do we have to say that Rabbi Yochanan has taken the position that Chulin Shenishchu de Azorah, that Chulin that was shechted in the Azorah, is lav de Raisa, none of the Raisa prohibition, it's only the Rabbanon. The Esau get died of the Raisa because if you take the position that it is a day raisa, lechora, then you have the problem that we pointed out. Mechi shachid lepurta, since you all considered a shechita already from the beginning, as soon as you made the first nick. Asra, you already made an Asr for because of the prohibition of Chulun Bazar, which is the rice, it's ownerless. And Idach and the balance of what you're shechting, love the Marakatavak, you're not shechting something that has an owner. So that there's something that's it's ownerless. So why could you be chai, how could you be chayav dalit behave for that? So Amalei Rav Achberei Durova. So Rav Achberei Durova gave the answer which we also had in the first version. He says maybe Dalit Vehi you're also Chayev not at the end. Maybe Dalit Vehi you're also Chayev because uh, in the beginning. Why separate the two? So therefore Amalei Rav Achberei Durova Kika Mechayev Nami Ahu Purta for the Chiyav Dalit is also the beginning. So it comes out good. Yeah, it becomes ownerless with the first Nick, but that first Nick already was Mechayev you Dalit Vehi. Amalei Ravashi, Ravashi said to Ravacho, don't push him off, because the, you, it's not a, you can't answer it that way. Because the Pazak says, Utvachoi. What do we learn from Utvachoi? Is that Kulabaina, that you're not Chayv Dawid even if you always called Shchit from the beginning, you're still not Chayv Dawid until you've completed a good Shchita. So therefore, Valakin, you don't have it. So therefore, Elakasha, we're back to our question, that the Chorah, Unless Rabbi Yochanan hold that Chulin Ba'azara is the Rabbonon, if he held it's the Raisa, and he holds his call the from beginning to end, why are you Chayv Dalit Behei? So on that, Amar Lei, Hachi Amar Rav Gamda, Mishmei the Rava. So Ravashi said that Rav Gamda, in the name of Rava, said the following shot. Ki Kamechayev, that the way to understand the Mishnah, according to Rav Yochanan, is that when are you Chayev Dalit Vehei? Is going to Shachat Mikta Simonim Bechutz. You started shechting outside, the Gamran, and you only completed the Shechita inside. This way, even though it's called the Shechita from the beginning, but never became Asr from the beginning, because it was done outside at that point. And therefore, the Dalit Vehei, which kicks in when the animal puts its head into the Azara, is at the same time when it became Asr for the Din of Chulin Ba'azara, there's no problem, because it, at your Chayev, on something that was owned, and not was not ownerless because it wasn't the Chulim Bazara Issa didn't kick in until the end because that's the only time when the animal put the animal's head in. So basically, either version comes out with the same thing. Just the one version was focusing more on trying to bring a raya from the Mishnah whether you hold or The second version was really focusing more on whether the din is a din of, of, of Chulim Bazara is the Rabbana or the rice. But either way, we said you can't bring any proofs because we have ways to learn the Mishnah according to all the different opinions. Let's go on to the next Mishnah. Zogdei Lika Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is the completion, it's the second half of the Mishnah we started a couple of days ago. What does the Mishnah say? So you have two items said. Ruvain that that Ruvain stole. And those same two Adams said not only did Ruvain steal, but also Ruvain shechted the animal as well, or he sold the animal. 
Now what happened was these two Adam said that they saw Ruvain steal and check the animal in Los Angeles. Problem is that another set of Adam came along and said, How could you have testified to what you're testifying? Lechora, you were with us in New York at the date that you were claiming that Reuven did it. So, Imanu Hayisim. This is a classical case of Adam Zomamin. And the Torah says, whether it's a novelty or not, but that's the din in the Torah. The Torah says, we believe the second group over what the first group is saying. And therefore, the first group, not only they become disqualified, but in the case of Hazoma, because they don't just say, uh, it's not just my, it's not just saying is, uh, that, that you, that, that he didn't steal. And I said, we did steal. They're saying over here, you were with us. This, that's not hakosha. Hakosha means we're just conflicting with you. You're saying you stole, we're saying you didn't steal. We're saying over here, you were with us. When you say you were with us, that's a special deen of Azoma. Not only does it disqualify the first group, but it also obligates the first group to pay whatever they were trying to be machai of the, 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 the ganef. Which means that Lachora, in this case, they were trying to mechaiv him careful for the theft, and Dalit Vehei for the, either the Tvich or the Mechira. So what is the case of the Yah? Meshal min hakol. It comes out that the, uh, that the, the first group have to pay the full Dalit Vehei to, to the victim, the person that they came, they made the false claim against. That they're, that's the, to the, against the, uh, the, 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 I mean, the perp, the, the one that they, the alleged Ghanif. So they have to pay it to the alleged Ghanif. Now Rashi points out something over here, which actually is dependent on, uh, on, on, on a machlokus that we're going to have later on. But Rashi says that you have to say that they testified that they, they ate him that were mazim. Group two, first were mazim them on the shechita, and then they were mazim them on the gneva. Is it the same Adam that said first day he? Uh, yeah, it's the same group. It the same, the same group, right? It was the same group. But he says that the act of hazama. There's two things they're testifying that you said you testified falsely. Mm-hmm. One is that you testified that you stole. That, that Reuven stole, well, you were with us, so you couldn't see Reuven steal. And then you said subsequently Reuven shechted, you couldn't have seen that either because you were also with us at that time. Now, just let's make it different times now just for convenience sake. Says Rashi, you have to learn that the Hazama took place on the Tvicha first. Careful, understand carefully. You have to say that the Hazama took place on the Tvicha first. <laughs> because the halacha is, the din is, let's say, this is a very important point here, let's say Adam testified in court, and then we, we have, we come, and we, we, we come, and, and two groups show up. One group say that, Imanu Hayisim. So you couldn't have testified what you said you testified to. The other group says they were Gazlonim. We have proof that they're false, that they're invalid witnesses. Because they were thieves. They had stolen, they were, they had stolen before, and once you steal, you can't testify. The so there's, there's three groups. They're original, and then there's the, the design. The right, I mean, you have to make it a group, but that it, it, information came out that these Adam were really the not original. fit to be Adam altogether because they had, they were thieves. 
The halacha is you cannot commit them, they cannot be chai for hazama. Because hazama only works if it's the hazama that is what's disqualifying them. But if they are disqualified as Adam for other reasons, if there are other reasons, then they were never fit to be Adam to begin with. If they're not fit to be Adam, then you cannot be Mechaev them for Kasher Zomam because their Adam should not have been accepted to begin with. So whatever the Svara is, there's different Svaras here in, the, uh, in Mepharshim, but in order for Hazama to take place, it has to be that the only disqualification is occurring. Why? Directly because of this Hazama. So says Rashi, so you have to say over here is that these Adim were first found to be Muzam on the Tvicha and Mechira and then they were found to be Muzam on the Gneva. Because if you make it that they were Muzam on the Gneva first, you've already disqualified them. And if you've already disqualified them, then it comes out that on the Tvicha they already were disqualified Aden. And therefore, you cannot Muslim them again on the Tvicha because it comes out that they were already, disqual- they're already considered disqualified at the, for, the, for the Tvicha. So therefore, Rajah says, it has to be Hazama on the Tvicha and then Hazama on the Gneva. It's really based on the Sugya that we're going to see a little later today. But just that's how we're pointing that out. Rajah makes this comment a couple of times and uh, well, we'll see. I think we might get to it still today. So why is it like this? So, um, one says as follows. Anyway, so therefore, Meshamanak, uh, Ganavah Pishnayim. Now, this is what you were pointing on. Let's say the Gneva happened with uh, Group A testified uh, that, that Ruvain shechted, uh, stole and shechted. Group B make them Hazoma, right? Al Pishnayim on the Gneva. And uh, and and group C came and were mazim them for the tzvicha mechira. Again, Rashi says that the order has to be the other way around. What are you talking? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this case is not this is actual testimony. Group A testified that they stole. And group B testified that he shechted. So we have two separate groups here as to what the person, uh, the perpetrator, the alleged thief did. The first group testified that he's chayv kefal because he stole. The second group testified that this person shechted. Alright? Now, in this case, again, it doesn't matter whether it's one group that did it to them or two separate groups that did it to them. In this grace also, group A were found to be Zomimin on the Gneva and group B were found to be Zomimin on the, on the, on the Tvicha, on the Mechira. So, in this case, the first group have to pay for what they were coming to inflict. What they were coming to inflict is Kefum. And the second group are, uh, are, have to pay what they were coming to inflict, which is Meshamat Ashlume Gimel, they have on the Gimel if it's an ox or, or, or bays if it would be a sheep. Now, even though we normally say there's no, that they only have Dalad Vehei, you don't have bays and Gimel, but here collectively you do have Dalad Vehei, because you have the Kefal coming, being paid out because of this Hazama of the first group, and you have the, the bays of Gimel being paid out from the, the testimony, the, the, the false testimony of the second group. Now, 
What happens if Nimsu Achronim Zomamin? Let's say the first group that said the Gneva happened, they were not found Zomamin. It's only the second group that were claimed that there was a Tvicha Mechira, they were found Zomamin. So the the alleged Ganav is going to have to pay the Kefal. Because the group that said he stole were not found Zomamin. So he's going to have to pay the Kefal. The, but he's going to get paid back for the Gimel and for the Bays and Gimel. Because the group that said he shechted or sold were found Zomamin. So they're going to have to pay him. But again, collectively we do have Dalit and Hay. How do we have collectively Dalit and Hay? Because you have the portion of the Kefal that's being paid by the Ganav. And you have the balance, which is being paid by the second group of Aden, which were found to be Zomamin. Alright, so that's the case. Now, what happens as follows? Let's say, over here, the second group, group A testified that he stole, group B testified that he shechted. And they did not find both Aden and group B false. They only found one. Now the din is if you knock off one, it destroys. There's no you can't. You know, there's no kasha zomam because kasha zomam has to be when the entire group have found zomamin. So not, there's not going to be a payment of a zomam, but it does destroy group B. If one of the Adam found zomamin, you can't. The whole group is 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 nullified. So what happens over here? So butla edushnia. Since it's only one of the second group on the group of Shechita, that group becomes nullified. But what, what's the bottom line? So therefore, he will pay Kefal, and there'll be no Chir of the not from the Adam to him, and not from him for the Shechita Mechira. So what is it like this? Echad Rishonim On the other hand, let's say one of the group of the Gneva were found to be Zomamin. Now that negates the entire first group. But now that creates ma- major ramifications. Because if you have no basis that there was actually a Gneva, because you have no witnesses on the Gneva, then what the, what, then, then the bottom line is, if there's no Gneva, they're just saying the guy shechted. Saying the guy shechted, it could have been his own animal that he shechted. So therefore, over here, there are going to be no payments whatsoever. So say it more like this. So Echad min Arishonim Zomamin, Butla Kola Eidus. The entire Eidus. Both the first group is bottle and the second group is bottle. Because Sheim ain't Gneva, because if you've negated the uh the Gneva, so once you have no basis there was a Gneva, so then you have no violation of the Shita either. So ain't Vikha ain't Mechira, there can't be a Tvicha Mechira of violation. It could have been a Tvicha Mechira, but you have no proof that it's in violation because you have no basis for saying that it was stolen. Is this a conflict with the prior uh, thing that we said that if there was only Adam for the Tvicha that your Chayab Beis and Gimel is how can you this is saying if it's, if you don't have a, a valid set for Geneva then the Shrita is thrown out. But we just said earlier that if you only have Adam for the Shrita and not the Geneva the Chayab Beis and Gimel That's why Rashi learned you have to have the Azoma on the Tvicha before the Azoma on the Geneva. There's another case it was only for the Adam for the Shrita. No? No. No. We don't have that. Yes. Adam. Why do Rashi said you have to have the Adam of the... Let's get to the Gemara. If you didn't get it, then we'll, we'll get it in the Gemara. We'll get it. Gemara is like this. Itmar. Okay. Itmar introduces the Machlokas Amaraim, one of the major Machlokas in Inshas, and this is one of the six cases where we pass in like Abaya over Rova. Let's explain the Machlokas outside, and then we'll see it inside. 
you have like this. You have the concept of Adam Zomamin. So Adam Zomamin, classical case of Adam Zomamin, two Adam come and said, Ruvain stole. Another two Adam show up and say, you could not have seen Ruvain stole because Imanu Hayisim, you were with us. Basically, the Torah believes the second group over the first group and they become disqualified. Now, disqualification of being an aid has ramifications greater than just the case that we're dealing with. Because if you say that someone is disqualified, that means moving forward, he's no longer valid, he's not a valid, unless we have proof that he did tshuva or whatever it is. You have disqualified him now, any transaction that he was uh, testifying to, any aidus that he gave, you now have ruined that. That's, you know, we have these uh, situations today in court, you know, when you have these cops that are shown to be perjuring themselves or whatever, they go back now and find every single case that these guys testified about. Because once you've disqualified them, then the Chorah, it has a, it has, for sure, it goes, the, the question is that going back, maybe only now they became they lied. But what about moving forward? Moving forward, they become disqualified. However, this machlok is a fascinating machlok. According to Rava, Rava says that where do you move forward from? Because let's say you have like this. Let's say on Monday, they testified against the guy that he stole. On Thursday, they became Adam Zomamin. People showed up and said, on Thursday, Imanu Ayisim. When do you say they're disqualified and, and they now moving forward, they're disqualified? According to Rava, on Thursday is when you're making them Zomamin. Thursday and on is when they're considered disqualified. Abaya says no, because what are you disqualifying them? You're disqualifying about the testimony that they gave on Monday. Then moving forward, Monday and on, that's what they're going to be uh, disqualified about. Comes out a big difference, because what happens if on Tuesday or Wednesday, these eight have testified about another case? According to Rava, that will still be a valid testimony unless you can prove they were they lied. We would still keep those rulings in, in place because they're only considered to be mikano lahaba from now on Thursday moving on disqualified. According to Abaya, it's lamafreya means retroactively from when they testified on Monday and moving forward. That's when they disqualified. That's a big machlokas. It's going to have many ramifications. So let's see it inside. It might was stated. Eight Zomim. Concerning an eight Zomim. Abaya Amar Lamafreya who nifsal that it's retroactive from the time that he testified. Rava Amar Mikan Lahaba. No, it's only moving forward from when they were made Zomimin by the second group. Mikan Lahaba who nifsal. So Abaya Amar Lamafreya who nifsal. Abaya says it has to be retroactive because now who's shy to the Hasid Havale Rosha? When are you telling me he's a Rosha? He's a Rosha from when he made the, the Avera. When did he do the Avera? From the time that he tested on Monday. And the Melva Torah Amra Al Tashes Rosha aid that you're not allowed to uh, take gather in. You're not allowed to play put in place a Rosha to be an aid. So if you're already saying there's a Rosha on Monday, how can you accept any of his testimony on Tuesday and Wednesday? So he's a Rosha from Monday, and Mamela, everything from Monday and on is disqualified. Again, you don't go before Monday, because we don't know that he, maybe he only became a Rosha then. But moving forward, from Monday for sure. 
Rava Amar Rava says, no, the most you can do is moving forward from Thursday. What's the Svara for this? Because Eid Zolom Chiddushu, the whole concept of Eid Zolom is a tremendous Chiddush. Why is it a tremendous Chiddush? Because the hot tray train in it's really two against two. Why is it two against two? Because he's saying, the two Adam are saying we testify in Los Angeles. The second group is saying you are with us in New York. What gives us any reason to believe that the second group are telling the truth? Maybe it's the first group are telling the truth. There's a chiddush, the Torah says, exerits a cost of the what are you supposed to do? Believe the second group. But it's only based on a chiddush, not based on a svarah. If the Torah says you believe the second group over the first group, and that the first group therefore are considered disqualified, it's only, a, it's a chiddush, it's not a svarah. You have to base it on when the disqualification took place. You, it's not a bias. The question: What a bias holds? Whether it's a swara, whether he it's, it doesn't hold it's a chiddush. That's not so partial. But a bias says, "Listen, you've disqualified means they were disqualified from then." A bias, Rabbi says, "No, you don't know for sure they were disqualified from then. It's just because the Torah says believe the second group. So from the time you believe the second group and on, that's where you say that they are disqualified. So therefore, my chazit tzayis lahai tzayis lahani. Why should you listen to the second group over the first group?" Hilkak, and therefore the Torah says you should. That's not, that's not a svara, that's a chiddush. <coughs> From the time of chiddush, the chiddush was when the Torah says, listen to the second group. That's when that chiddush occurred. From that time is when you disqualify them. That is the first version of this Gemara. So according to this first version, comes out that according to Rava, you start on Thursday and on disqualifying them, and according to Abai, the first, from, from, from Monday and on, and Rava's svara is because since it's a chiddush to believe the second group or the first group, that point of when the Torah says believe him is where the Chiddush kicks in and that's on Thursday and that's when you move on. Ikeda Amri, there's another version of the Machlokas. Rava Namika Abaya Svirale. That Rava says, you know, in, 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 in Svara Abaya you're right. If we're going to disqualify them, then when should we disqualify them from? We should disqualify them from Monday, right? What's the reason for Thursday? If they disqualified, it's for Monday. However, so it should retroactive from Monday. However, but this is the reason for Rava that you do it from Thursday, not Monday. This was a rabbinical enactment to protect society. This was to protect society, to protect consumers, to protect anybody that's involved in a transaction. Think about the damage that this could cause. If you have Adam Zomerman that were found, it could be a year ago, that a year later we made them into Adam Zomer, you disqualify, where maybe you have to, it can't be for the, uh, after the verdict, so but at any time period you go backwards that you find people becoming Adam Zomerman, if you disqualify them from that time, think about all the transactions that these people were testifying about, what's going to happen in all those cases. It's going to create a major problem for the lekuchos, for purchasers. And therefore the Chachamim using Hefker based in Hefker, the Chachamim using their right to uh, allocate resources and just say it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to you, and move around resources that Koach the Chachamim have, they are, and using that, they will allow the disqualification to start only when from the Thursday and on, and you don't have to worry about any of the transactions that happen on Tuesday. So in Svara, Rav agrees to Abaya, but in actuality, pragmatically, it's a rabbinical enactment that put that in place. So therefore, Mishum Seded Lekuchos, because of the loss to the purchasers, to the consumers, that's why the Rabbanon said from the time of the testimony and on, that's what, because then already Lekuchos can protect themselves. 
it, it, because we're calling based and it became public knowledge. But something that was not known, I can't protect myself. The rabbis did it to protect the, the purchaser. They, they bought something using the Aedus. Yeah, the Aedus testified on other cases. And now all the Lukukas, <laughs> all the purchasers are going to be annulled. They got to give back everything they purchased so because it wasn't based on, it was based on false Aedus. But even so, I mean, still, I, I, I built a house on the property there. I don't want my money back. I just built a house, you know. Any yeah. transaction, right? Now, Tosas points out. Tosas points out that the chora this svara is only going to be financial transactions. You're not talking about dinay nefoshas. We're not talking about over here that they're not going to say, oh. Let, let, if they're, if they, you agree that for money disqualified, the guy just testified in a capital offense. Can't you can't say, right, it's not going to be, it's only, so it's only financial, uh, which leads Tosas to a question that's going to come up right now. The Gemara wants to know, my Benayu, what's the difference in the two Pshatim and Rava? What's going to be a practical difference? In both Pshatim and Rava, say so you only believe the guys from Thursday, you only disqualify them from Thursday, you don't disqualify them from Monday. The Chorah, but one, re- one is because that's, that's the din. The Torah only gives a believability that should not be a believable for the second group of the first, but from the time believability that the Torah gave you, that's when they disqualify. The second thing is really it should be from Monday, but to protect the Kuchos. Either way, it's only from Thursday. So what's the difference? So my Benayu. So Tezus says, I'll give you a very easy difference. The difference is going to be when it's not, cap, when it's not financial cases. If it's monetary cases, that's going to be the difference. Because according to the first version of the Gemara, you can never believe, you can never disqualify them only from the time when you accept the second witnesses. According to the second version, it's a Peseda de Lekuchos, but if it's not Lekuchos, so then you would have to go back to the Monday. So Taisa says that the Gemara was looking for examples where it's going to make a difference even in monetary cases. That would have been the easy test. But even if it's in monetary cases, there can still be a difference between the first version and the second version. What's going to be the difference? Let's say you had two, two witnesses that testified that Ruvain is a Ghanav. Ruvain stole. All right? And what happened was, it wasn't that two other witnesses came against the two. Two witnesses came against one guy and said, you were with us in New York. And two other witnesses came against the second says, and you were with us in Miami. Now, so it's two against one, two against one. In this case over here, it's not a chiddish that you are believing the second group over the first. Why is it not a chiddish? Because it's two against one in both of those cases. So therefore, in such a case, according to the first version of Rava, that you start disqualifying them from Thursday and not from Monday because it's a Chiddush. Here it's not a Chiddush. He would have to agree that in that case, where do you disqualify them? Back from Monday. But according to the second version that we're trying to protect the consumers, even in this case, what you would say what would be it's only from Thursday and not from Monday. So let's see it inside. So inami the paslinu begazlinus. I'm sorry. So that's that's one difference. Inami, a second difference could be the paslina begazlinusa. Let's say the second group did not testify in mono ayisim. The second group brought proof, brought evidence that the first group were gazlonim. They were thieves. They disqualified them. On a, on, a, on a technicality. They could not have testified, they weren't allowed to testify because they were Kazlonim, they were thieves. Now, according to the first version, when should they be disqualified for? 
When should they be disqualified? Monday. From Monday. Because there's no chiddush over there. That's not, it's just not two against two. There's two are saying that they were, we have evidence that these were guys who were guys learning with thieves and therefore they're disqualified. Disqualified on Monday. But according to the second version that there was an enactment made to protect society, you could still argue if nobody knew they were guys learning and transactions happened. So therefore, maybe only from the time when the second on, from Thursday and on, according to the second version, it still could be from Thursday and not back to Monday. So therefore, according to the first Lashon, they said it's based on a Chiddush. You don't have a Chiddush. In either of these two examples, you don't have a Chiddush. Either because two against one. Either because they made him Gazlonim. You would have to go back to the Monday. But according to the Lashon, that it's because of Pseidah de Lekuchos, then Ika, you would still have Abzayda Lekuchos over here. It would still be a, uh, uh, it, could, it, you, it, it, it could still be a damage to society and possibly the enactment would still apply that you do it from Thursday you know, got, no, and, no, and don't go back to Monday. Okay, we'll stop over here. Oh, I'm sorry, let me shift it to $2. Amar Rabbi Yirmi, Yami Difti. Rabbi Yirmi Difti said as follows. Avad Rapapa Uvdek Vazir Rova. Rapapa Paskin like his Rebbe Rova. Rav Ashi Amar Hilchus was the Abai, but Rav Ashi said no. The halach in this case is lemafreya her nifsal and not mikano lahaba. We go like Abaya. The Hilchus of Kavas the Abai be al kagam, and the halacha is that we go like Abaya in the six cases over Rava of Yal Kagam. What are the Yudik six cases? So the Yud is in Bamatsia of Yushalomidas. Smachlok is Rav and Abaya. The Ayin is Eid Zomem. Uh, it's over here. Is it Mekana Lahavim? Afreo Nifsal. The Lamed is Lechi Omed Me'alav. Lechi is a side post. If it wasn't placed particularly to create a Mavoy, it just would happen to be there. Can it function? As a uh, to 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 uh, change the mavoi that you can carry in it. That's the uh, the 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 the, la, the lamed. The uh, kuf we had is kedushin she'en ruin lebiya. If you have kedushin where the person at the time of kedushin was not able to have relations, as Allah reason could have is a good kedushin. Then you have the. Um, the gimel is gilui milsa begitten is that if a person has made, uh, uh, shows, indicates that even though he made an agent to give a get, but he does not want the get to be a good get, under what circumstances it nullify the get? And the last one is mummer. The halacha is that if a person is a, a mummer, he is a, 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 a person that has violated multiple times certain halachas, so what is the status of this mummer? I think it's the gabeshchita, I think. I don't remember what it was. It was uh, right. Can you eat the shchita of somebody that was shown to be a mummer? That's there. So those are the six cases that will be in Masechus Chulin. Yes. All right, gentlemen, we will stop over here. Sanhedrin, is this? Quick question. I want you to go back.